Hey, welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. Um, before we get into today's interview, I just want to let you know about our new Patreon page at patreon.com slash the photo banter. If you've been enjoying the podcast and would like to support, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the photo banter and you'll get access to the podcast two days early. Um, and on today's podcast, I speak with the photography team known as Williams and Hirakawa, which is compromised of photographers Mark Williams and Sarah Hirakawa. Uh, they've worked with clients such as Vanity Fair, Time Magazine, ESPN, Variety, and Glamour, to name a few. Uh, in this interview, I speak to Mark and Sarah about how they partnered as a photo team and how they operate as a team. I also speak to Mark and Sarah about their approach to marketing and how they kind of manage the ups and downs of a freelance career. Uh, Williams and Hirakawa have accomplished a lot within photography, so I was really excited to get a chance to speak with them. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. Well, Mark Williams and Sarah Hirakawa, uh, welcome to the podcast. Really excited to talk to you guys. Um, I guess just to start off, start off, I was kind of curious, like, how's the last five, min- five months been for you guys? It's a crazy time to be alive. Um, I looked on your Instagram, it seems like you guys have been shooting a little bit. Um, but I guess how's kind of the last five months been for you guys? Yeah, you want to take that, babe? <laughs> um, yeah, well, thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, excited to talk to you. Um, I mean, yeah, it's definitely been... A weird time um but i think well first of all i think it's really kind of made us feel like grateful for just our lives and um just what we have and just feeling really grateful you know um overall and just i think it's really kind of made us appreciate um our family and our career and just the life that we've had um so yeah, that's probably number one. We've spent yeah. a lot of time with our son and it kind of gave us more time to kind of focus up on him. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's been a gift um, yeah. because a lot of times I feel like he kind of gets a little overshadowed by our career. And um, so that was really nice to have a moment yeah. to be able to do that. Um, and then I think, I don't know. Do you, do you guys feel like have you guys been still kind of been inspired to be creative and shoot photos because I know for myself like at least for the few first months I was kind of lost I know like now like five months into it I've been getting kind of like in a better routine and now I'm kind of working on some little projects here and there but I guess creatively the last five months how have you guys been feeling yeah you know I feel like that's it's been kind of the same for us it's been a reset I would say I mean 2020 it really started out strong. Like it was, there was a lot of assignment work. It was like a really welcome thing. I mean, we were just like, I can't believe how busy we were. It just seemed like across the board, I know a lot of people that were busy. And, and they then, were good jobs And they too. were good yeah. jobs. And it was like, this is, is this is fun, you know? Like, <laughs> and not that it isn't always fun, but like it, it was especially a good year. Portfolio pieces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then just like all stop, you know? And then I don't know that like, we, I guess we stopped shooting, but we had been doing a bunch of personal work right up to that point. So it left us with a lot of editing to do. And then like, there was the whole like, Oh, you know how you shoot a bunch and then it just, you get this pile of work behind you that you're just trying, I need to get to this, (laughs) but like never get any time. We always have like a backlog of like images to retouch videos to edit. Like I'm terrible at putting things out on Instagram or anything like that, just because it's like, we're just on to the next, on to the next. I want to keep, 
making because that's what's fun for us yeah more so than putting it out i guess yeah, sometimes it becomes a chore to kind of go through and edit and retouch things so you well, know well that's... you guys got an extra person each so it should be easier right i mean i guess we don't have anything to compare it to but yeah, I... i'm just messing yeah. with you um yeah, yeah. I saw on your instagram you guys did a shoot it looked like in july um for i believe it was like a magazine out of hong kong i think it was called tadler yeah. How was that like uh, this approaching shooting during a pandemic? Were there kind of any challenges? Uh, what was kind of your feeling going into that? And like, how's overall this experience kind of producing that project, I guess? Um, I think, well, number one, we've been trying to veer a lot of our shoots outside mm -hmm. um, just because it's just, you know, feels better for everybody, I think. Yep. Um, so we've been doing that. Um, and then, you know, we just, work with a much smaller crew now. Um, that's, that's huge. And that's yeah. been a big thing. Okay, first of all, I want to back up a little bit. Yeah, like, about Because there is two of us and like, I always want to get it in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay, through the pandemic, I, one thing that we really noticed that we missed was our photo family, like being on set with our crew with, you know, production, yeah. like our editors, like, like just you, we missed it, yep. like, you know, and that's been really hard, you know, and yeah, I mean, we have a lot of good people in our industry and it's a good community mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I don't realize how much we miss those people when, you know, we you, all hold you take up. it for granted a little <laughs> bit like, oh, hey, good to see you again. You're at the studio or like yeah. you're on location, you haven't, you know, work at the same circles or whatever. And I don't know, like it's you really miss there's a lot of good people in our industry and like it's yeah. been weird to be away from them and like that like you know going back to shooting you realize you know how much you miss them and how like good everybody is and how professional everybody is and how like we've got this new thing to deal with yeah, and how much they add to a shoot and oh how definitely especially like when you guys are doing like advertising or even some of the bigger like uh, like editorial shoots where it is a production you, you literally can't just do it yourself like you need the people okay. to, you need the stylist because that's their own skill the assistant so it's like yeah, yeah this kind of shows you it once you lose one it's like all right how are we going to figure this out yeah yeah, yeah and it, it's it's been kind of interesting because you know all of this like we're using less stuff we're using less crew we're not using digital tech sometimes like you know it's just like just like two or three of us and that's it mm -hmm. and it's not that you can't make photographs like we used to make photographs and we, you know, yes, our crew is, we rely on them, but like what's changing is like, okay, we can't like, let's look at the way photo has changed in the last like five years, especially now we need motion. We need gifts. We need Apple plus content. We need like eight pages plus a cover. We need a second option on the cover. Like, Oh, can we do like a 60 second spot? Like, you know, there's like how much we've been like, everything's been landing on photographers. Oh, and can a you lot. also now shoot BTS because right. the BTS crew can't be there That's either. Right. So yeah. it's been with COVID. It's like, I think that everyone's sort of taken a step back as far as like, okay, you need to give me all of this. It'd be great if you could, but like, yeah. you know, I understand now that there's like, you know, you guys are going to do what you can and we still do, but, and you still can to a certain degree, but it's also nice to sort of strip the whole thing back and just, I guess, approach it from a very simple yeah. like point of view and just follow your gut. There's a new freedom, I guess. It yeah. Is I think, such, like, yeah. That is like, an it is an interesting point. Cause like when you think about when you first get into photography, you know, generally mm -hmm. like people just have like one camera, one lens and that's all you work at. Right. And then the further along you get down the line, you start picking up all this other crap and uh -huh. those tools work. They're good. <laughs> 
But then sometimes it's like, do I really need it? Like, yeah, yeah it's great having the two monitors on set, but like, do I really need that? Like I can just yeah. have a laptop and it just shows you like, hey, it's just, yeah, what's weird it's like the like, more stuff. It's like anything, anytime you got yeah. more stuff, it's just more, it's more shit to deal with. It is. And it's not all, it doesn't always equal good photographs, no. you know? Like sometimes the best pictures we've taken are like out the back of our car, you know? Like, Whatever. With, you know, just us, you know, and yeah. like a model or something, so. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, it's an interesting point. Um, I guess to go back, like, how did you guys kind of get into photography? Maybe, maybe Sarah, you could talk a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you kind of initially pick up a camera? Um, well, I started out um, painting and drawing as like, you know, since I was, I think I took like classes at the Art Students League, like drawing like nude models when I was like in like fifth or sixth grade, <laughs> which young. is kind of weird. Like, I don't know why my dad sent me there, but, I, you know, I... I was like the youngest kid in those classes. And then um, I went to LaGuardia, which is like a arts high school in New York. And um, I was just kind of on track to like, I really wanted to be an artist. But then somewhere along the way, I think it was maybe like when I started thinking about college and stuff like that. Um, and I had done a lot of like uh, summer camps and like, you know, uh, Saturday schools, like in like New York, uh, art colleges like Pratt, SBA, and uh, Parsons, and FIT, and all that, and um, kind of came to realize, like, okay, well, first of all, I don't need to go to college for, you know, fine art and painting. I already have a pretty good education in that, and then was feeling like, well, practically speaking, I don't know, like, sometimes, you know, in your heart, like, can I be a painter, and can I make it as a painter, and I don't think that I felt confident in that and I was feeling like I had a lot more to explore in photography I had taken a couple of photography classes in high school and stuff and um, it was an area that I felt like I wanted to explore a little bit more and then so um, somebody told me like RIT was a good school um, nice. and go, go and Tigers go Tigers <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it came down to money also for me because I don't come from any money my parents you know told me like when I was looking for colleges like they couldn't afford college for me so I knew that if I was going to go to college I needed to get like a full scholarship and stuff and um, were, were they like supportive of your like creative like uh, endeavors yeah yeah. yeah, they were. My dad's always like, you know, he wanted to be a painter himself. So I think he was very supportive of me going into the arts, um, which is unusual, I think, for a Japanese parent. <laughs> um, and um, he supported it. Yeah. Um, if anything, it was like if I was watching TV, he'd be like, why aren't you sketching or doing something? <laughs> wow, that's know? awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I had the same thing with my parents. So they're always supportive of my photography because I know certain friends like they, they don't have that because they're like, yeah. go be a lawyer, go be this, whatever, which is like, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I, I, now that I'm a little older, I'm like really thankful that my parents were supportive of like everything yeah. I was doing, you know? I mean, yeah. being a parent now, like I understand the like that you want your your kids to be like secure and stuff, but also having taken the path that we did, like I also like and seeing our other friends ha that did go like the nine to five job route, like you know how now at like this point in our lives, like I realize like if you don't 
fill that void, mm -hmm. yeah. then there's something later on that's gonna like kind of, you know, scratch at you like, you know, there's questions of like, well, what ifs or whatever. And that's also like not a great <laughs> yeah. path either, you know? So with our son where I, I feel like for us, it's like, just do what you love and you figure out a way to- We'll see. You yeah. know, <laughs> <that work>. <laughs> <laughs> No, you guys will be, he'll be good. Uh, how about yeah. you, Mark? How do you kind of get into photography? Well, all right. So I grew up in Rochester. Okay. My mom worked at RIT, um, which is why I went there. There was like no going anywhere else. And that was it. Um, but I grew up in Livonia, New York, which is pretty small. It's like about an hour south uh, in the Finger Lakes um, and of Rochester. And so with photo, like I, I took photo in, in high school, like one or two, like photo one classes, photo two classes. But like, I thought that it was like, oh, it's like, shooting weddings and portraits of like high school kids and yep. like, you know, small town. I didn't really realize that there was this world out there, you know, that was like magazines and, you know, um, advertising. And there was so much that you could do in photo, um, which I got when I went to RIT because I started in industrial design and um, graphic design. Oh, wow. And all my friends, I had a lot of friends in the photo department. So I'd go across the bridge and go over there and like, man, the chemicals smelled good. And everyone's like <laughs> building stuff in the studios. Like this is rad. And I'm over there working in the design side. And with ID at the time, this is the nineties. Like, you know, basically I'm drawing Motorola pagers, you know, and I'm like, ah, that is way more cool. And I like, look at they got know, all the cameras, they got all the lights, they got all the toys. Yeah. And then I didn't even know like, oh my God, all these like, you know, I was like, oh wait, that's like how Rolling Stone works is like, oh, they commission a photographer and they go shoot a band yep. like the ones that I listen to and that you can build a set and then you can light it. And then it was like my, I, my head was exploding with how rad this was. And then I started thinking about like, oh no, but, but, you know, how am I going to afford the film and how am I going to afford to go? you know, and do this and it's expensive and there's no guarantees, but whatever, like, I don't know, I'm going to try, you yeah. know, and that was sort of, that's kind of how I landed. So I was a little, like, basically I transferred over after about two years of design. Yeah. And then I met Sarah in photo one uh, in our, in that first class. Wow. Um, but I didn't, we didn't, she was out of my league at that point. There was no way I was, <laughs> she was like this New York girl, you know, and I was like this kid from a farm town. You well, know? I, saw, like, I saw on your website, you wrote on the, your bio thing. You thought that she only dated Asian guys. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend at the time was a, a <laughs> I laughed when you wrote that. It was, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I know. I guess I don't even know. What are you going to do? No, it's a good story, man. I guess. Uh, Hey, what do you kind of remember about your RIT experience? Like looking back on it now, do you feel like it was a valuable experience? Like this kind of going through that program? Absolutely when? fantastic. It was insane. Like yeah. oh, so That's many good really friends good. learned so much. Um, I mean, the whole world to me at least was opened up. Like, I mean, with the New York trips, the Dennis Defferbau would take us on. Like, oh, yeah. like, I mean, just sitting in the office, like of like George Pitts or like whoever, like at the time that we were there, like you know, like editors and other photographers, like going to Raymond Meyer's studio, like wow. it's just like what is happening and who are these? This is insane. How do I get it? How do I get into this? Yeah. Like you know, it's also a really good community of people. You know, I think we had a really good class of people that just pushed each other. Yeah, it was we're great. All, like, yeah, because you guys had what Jonathan Saunders. I think Joe Torino. You guys are in the same kind of time. Or like he, Joe was one grade below us. Got it. Um, but, with Amanda um, Friedman too. To be honest, like a lot of the yeah. people that we went to school with, that we were really close with, they didn't actually end up being photographers. Right. Well, I mean, 
one went filmmaking, another started yeah. teaching, yeah. you know, like, but everybody was good. All of them could have, you know, I yeah. think some of it's just like endurance or, you know, I mean, it's hard, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's life choices, I yeah. think, too, like, you know, anyway. No, yeah. de no, definitely. I still, I mean, I still have battled those things sometimes, even for you, like even at this point in your career, because like, I'm sure there's still times where some years are good, sometimes they're bad, and it's like up and down and kind of navigating that like. Uh, <laughs> every day, it's yeah. like every job you got to treat as your first one, you know, like with everything to prove, you know, and yeah, that desire. Ever, there's no like laurels to rest on in our business. No phoning it in. There's no, no such thing. No, know? yeah, because like if you like uh, whatever, uh, you guys have shot for ESPN or Glamour and you've shot covers and you might have killed the last nine, but then if the 10th one doesn't come out good, they ain't calling you're you done. for that 11th one. You're done. <laughs> no, very short-term memory kind of uh, business we're in. And there's always somebody new that's coming up that's With you know, talent. talented. Yeah. There's a ton of like good people out mm -hmm. there these days. And, yep. you know, I think we're, we kind of have come to realize we're not special, you no. know? <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> no, it's just getting harder by the year. There's less magazines. There's more people shooting. And it's just like, but I, I, I welcome the competition, honestly. It just, I think at the end, it, it, it's competitive, but it pushes you to kind of make better images. Like It's inspiring, you know, like, and the access now to anybody. Like, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, all I can really do is speak about, like, my experience mm -hmm. was like, you know, you'd need to be able to afford film. You'd need to be, now I worked like three jobs to like to do that, you yeah. know, like, and, you know, then you needed to like load film like you know like you need to learn like large format medium format cameras like lighting and all this gear so like it's money and it's also like a lot of time learning those things that are hard to get access to yep. i mean i had to assist like on a major like long job to be able to afford my first rz you know like and it was like it's always like six thousand dollars for that kit you know like and i worked like a year to get it you know and back then it was like a few people had those cameras and it was like just less photographers and then you had to kind of go through the gateway of the editors yeah and which is also like this mountain that seemed impossible right and now sure you can say that everyone's got like you know a phone in their pocket with like you know or whatever like digital cameras are more accessible Ultimately, that's a good thing because I feel like just the work across the board, whether it's higher production or lower production, is inspiring and really good. And now that opens up access to a whole bunch of people that weren't necessarily couldn't afford to move to New York and like, you know, yeah. hunt down a photographer to assist or get, you know, into the ear and in the eyes of like an editor and get a chance. Because, I mean, the chances are like this big, you know, it's it can be really difficult. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It took us it took me like 10 years, you know, like yeah. seriously. Oh, like, for sure, man. And it's, and it's like, I know for myself, there've been clients I've like marketed my work to for like years, like yeah. no response, no response. And then like yeah. after the fifth year, you finally get like an email, like, Hey, we got a job. And it's just like, <laughs> yes, it, <feels> good, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens. It just happened to yeah. me this week, man. I was like, oh. congratulations. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> so I was just like, it shows it's consistency. That's why I always try yeah. to remind myself those days where I'm it's like, cute. like bummed out. I'm like, all right, just getting those reps in every day, doing whatever you got to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so when you guys got out of RIT, like at that point, had you guys already teamed up as like photographers together? Like how did that kind of start? I mean, we actually got together working on a project uh, at RIT, but um, once we graduated, like we pursued our own careers, you know, I mean, Mark assisted, I studio managed, um, and then we both worked on our own books um, separately, uh -huh. um, but we would help each other in every shoot that each other did, you know, and then over the years, um, 
we just kind of, I don't know, like our ideas of where we wanted to shoot or who we wanted to shoot. Like I always was like predominantly fashion and Mark was kind of more like music and portraits, but somewhere along the way, like as we helped each other, like I think the last shoot we did separately, we literally shot back to back, like I shot on a Saturday, he shot on a Sunday, I think in the same location, like, right? Yeah. And just different models, but we were just like, why are we, like, we're doing double time here, and... Um, it was Sarah's idea to get yeah. to shoot. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and uh, like, because, like, when you looked at your work back then, like, you're doing, like you said, you guys each had your own book, you're doing your own thing. Mm -hmm. Did you kind of have a similar style and aesthetic, or, like, because that's interesting to me. I'm sure you guys get asked this all the time. Because like photography, art, everything is so like individual. Everyone's got their own eye, how they view the world. Like when you look back then at the type of work you were doing, was there like a commonality to it at all? Or That's a really good question. I don't know that anyone's ever asked us that before. Well, what's weird is like our process was like the opposite. Yeah. Like I'm like person that's like working on something for like days and days and days. Like I put <laughs> hours in It's like, you know, I belabor over everything. And Mark, like, you know, even in school, like we would have the same project and I would like work on it for like the whole weeks, all nighters, day after day. Mark would like, you know, like take me like to some location for like, you know, and literally spend like 10 minutes on it, you know, and we would get like the same grade. <laughs> and I would like his picture just as much as mine, you know. That was kind of that like says a lot about, you know, our different processes, but like in terms of like what we like, we always agree yeah. on like what we like. In like, my formula happens to go quicker. I'm more reactionary and Sarah's more of a builder. Yeah. Um, so the combination has kind of been pretty successful and pretty good, both you know, in our relationship and with the work. It's just like when we do, and sometimes we do have two cameras like on one set and it's proven to be a little bit difficult because what happens is, is like, you're, you know, we're framed up, we're shooting and moving over, yeah. moving over and moving over. All of a sudden, like we're running into each other because we tend to always kind of gravitate towards the same spot because we don't shoot on tripods or anything like that. We kind of move around until we feel like that. This is, I should be here. You know, spot, there's yeah. this, you know, and that's kind of how we operate. So most of the time now, there's not even two cameras anymore. It's just one camera and, you know, one of us shooting, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like to answer your question, I think we both, our vision kind of like can be in this, you know, in a similar world, but how we get there is very different. Yeah. yeah. Who's who, who's doing the logistics in this business? Who's the logistic person uh, <laughs> prepping for the shoots and like the X's and O's, I guess. All right. Well, I mean, because like, so we both came up through like assisting and Sarah studio managed because that was sort of, I mean, in the nineties and two thousands, like early two thousands, those, that 10 year span between like 95 and 2005 is kind of where we were when we were coming up. And, you know, I was huffing gear for photographers going up a lot of staircases, lots of big, you know, lots of steel, lots of large format cameras and stuff like that. So naturally setting gear up for me is my comfort zone. Yeah. It's like, you know, and with Sarah, she's much more like in the idea world, you know, like, I mean, people she would work for, she would be doing a lot of art direction for a lot of like, you know, props and looking at clothes and like, you know, a lot of like more of the, the stuff up here in the head, yep. you know, like a lot more of the eyeballs. So like, I think naturally we kind of just fall into, into there if I'm not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we always, 
consult each other all the way through, you know, um, but like for the most part, if we're getting ready for a shoot, I'll think about like the approach to the shoot and like, you know, and then come up with some like references and stuff and I'll show Mark and then we'll kind of talk about it. And it's usually that in the beginning, like all over the place because yeah. I can't make up my mind about anything. Yes. <laughs> but then um, as we kind of talk it through, like Mark, you know, kind of helps me navigate that. And then we well, kind of like come what I like, and I'm just going to be like, and, I then, <laughs> and then I end up kind of corresponding a lot more with the client in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then Mark will kind of like get the crew together and get the gear package and we'll kind of figure out, he'll figure out kind of think about lighting design and then we'll kind of, you know, yeah. uh, come together on that, but he'll kind of head up that side of things. But then when we scout, which we scout every single job, if we have an opportunity to, just because we map the whole thing out. Cause like, you know, like if you first land at a shoot, say you get there two hours early, you're running around, like your phone's ringing, there's questions everywhere. Like, it's just nice to have nothing happening and you can just go to a location and just have it speak to you, right? Like and like- Snap some photos, so, go back to your house, look at the location yeah. photos and everything. It's just getting- And feel it out, you know? And like, so yeah, Sarah like, you know, has pretty strong opinion about like where we're gonna do things. And then like, you know, let's just say like we get there and we're doing the pre-light and, and you know, if I set a light and it doesn't look good, like I will know about it in like two seconds. Like, you know, Sarah's <laughs> very good about like, you know, like that doesn't look good. You need to change that now. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I and I, I heard from an, an anonymous source that you guys have for each shoot, you create a binder. I don't know if, oh, it's something, oh, if you still do. Who's your anonymous source? I, mean, I, I can't release my sources. I think he said. I, know, <laughs> I have a feeling I know who it is. Uh, is this something you guys still do? And what it, what is yes. it about the binder? Yeah. What's in this binder? Like, I guess. Um, I mean, basically, it has, it's a book of like references. Um, I mean, it has all the information for the show. It's just like a, like studying for a test, honestly. And like, by the time you get to it, sometimes I don't even open it. And other times I refer to it a lot, um, um, it, depending on, you know, the shoot. Um, but well, uh, it basically has the biggest thing that I use in it is the references for like body language as we're going through a day, especially if we either have like a very acute time yep <laughs> or like a long shoot where you're doing like 20 shots or oh, something so just and like different poses and stuff you want to like try poses. Yeah. yeah like if you're sitting like these are things we could do or like especially groups like you know groups are like really huge when yeah. it comes to, like for shoot like six people or something like how many ways do you organize a group yep. you know like things like that like when you're shooting sometimes like your brain just kind of like after a while you flatline with like ideas mm -hmm. and yeah that book is always there for me of like okay what else am i did i think about before but i'm forgetting right now you know like um so i find it really really helpful and then the other thing it has is like um hair and makeup references because it's a lot easier to show your hairstylist or your makeup artist like a reference of something visual rather than using words because yep. words can be interpreted in so many different ways not to mention all of us in this industry are probably visual people including yeah. those guys and like it's like oh what kind of lip do you want like oh well i don't know something like you know a little blushy or what does that mean you know like dewy yeah. is that a little wet was it is it shiny is it matte yeah. like how about this and just point to a picture yeah. and you're like okay. and then i also print out like our location scout selects and so i can communicate to like our wardrobe class okay this 
this look is going to be sitting or we're, I was thinking we'd lay down in this one or, you know, cause there are certain in fashion, like there are certain looks that do not sit well or that, you know, um, you know, if you have a pant, like maybe you can sit with your legs wide open, but if you have a mini skirt, like you're not going to want to do that, you know, stuff like that. Like, you yeah, know? I think you it, don't want to be, yeah it's, yeah, it's smart because like, if you run into like a situation on a shoot where you're just looking for another idea, you can take a step back, look at this book and be like, all right, let's like start over and try again and try something else. So yeah, that's a really uh, interesting thing you guys do. That's really smart. Um, I mean, it speaks to like my whole, like, like being the Japanese, like overworking, like doing like my homework, almost like, yeah, we're doing it, but honestly it's really helped in a lot of instances. And sometimes I feel like, God, you know, it's so much work and, you know, like sometimes you we put all that work it. in and you don't touch it. And other times like you're like looking for a lifeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, here plan, we go. Plan, this. You know, plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. So by when you guys finally partnered up and you're like, all right, we're going to team up and we're going to try to do this as a business together. Did you kind of have a goal in mind of like what you wanted to shoot? Like I know Sarah, you said you wanted to do fashion. And because like the interesting thing looking at your work is that you do a lot of different things. Like you have fashion, you do lifestyle, you do like this, some like celebrity portraits, beauty stuff, travel. And that's like a hard thing to do, like, right. and make it all look cohesive. So I was just kind of curious, like when you guys first started out, what was the goal? And like, how do you approach all that? I guess. Survival was the goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think part of it, you know, we just love shooting. We love photography. And to us, I don't really like, there are times when I want to do fashion. There are times when we want to shoot like, you know, portraits. Like it's not a, if we were criticized for this early in our yeah. career. I think we met with a couple of reps that was like, you need, you really need to like, I think what would- Have a niche. Say? You need to, um, show like a unified front or something or like pick a lane you know <laughs> or something like that and i think that you know i i don't know if it's helped us or hurt us or what you know in our career but it's just something that i i think one thing i could say is like you just have to be yourself right in yeah this, in this life mm -hmm. <laughs> and so for us like we love it all so we've shot it all and um a lot of times you know the jobs kind of take a you know, you, you shoot one thing and then it leads to the next and leads to the next. Like we shot like one thing with like, a, I think it was a test with a girl with a big balloon. And all of a sudden like Connie Nash Traveler called us to do a cover kind of using that as an inspiration with a big balloon. Wow. And then it led to like all this travel work. I think it was like We'd eight met. covers that we did for yeah. Connie Nash Traveler, which we never went at, like thought about us shooting travel, but it worked and we loved it and it was like amazing experiences, you know, um, but uh, there really wasn't like, we didn't make a conscious decision that we like, wanted to Let's go shoot, shoot a travel book. It was more like, let's just shoot this idea. And then, you know, I think that a lot of us, you know, when we start out in photography, we're like, oh, I'm definitely going to shoot for such and such magazine, or I'm definitely really want to shoot for like such and such client. And we definitely had those. And I can tell you, I, don't know how many we actually ever got that we thought we were going to get. Yeah. And then you end up the ones that you don't expect. And then you just try to do the best you can because like, you know, you're given an opportunity. And I mean, one thing I tell you is we both, like I wanted to shoot fashion, Mark wanted to do 
portraits and we that's basically that is our focus um those two things although they're, they're two very different things which is like a lot of our like heroes and a lot of people we looked at in like you know through the ages you know could do a lot you know i mean like i mentioned raymond meyer before like i mean he shot a ton of sort of keyboard esque like fashion for vogue and then would also shoot architecture and also shoot portraits and it was just Raymond Meyer's work, you know, like, and that's the way we looked at it. It's like, okay, you know, there's a through line in style. There's a through line in, like, if I pick up a camera or Sarah picks up a camera, it's going to look like us, the same as you, you yeah. know, like, I mean, you're going to come through it, you know, as anybody listening to this podcast, when they, like, try, just try to copy somebody's image. Just try, go take anybody on any of the podcasts you've done. <laughs> I've totally personally tried to do this. Like, okay, I'm going to like this, like, ex photographer. And, like, I would do that, and it's like, I can't get it to look like that. But somehow it looks more like me. Yeah. You know, like, well, take those things. I think John Saunders actually. Yeah, he like, did. Like, he wanted to go on one of our shoots, and he's like, you know, he, he had held just moved a to light LA, for yeah. us and on a shoot that we did. And then went and shot his own thing with the same light. And he's like, it just looked different. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, that. he's like, it didn't look like what you guys did. And it I was like holding work. the light, you know, <laughs> all day. Because there's like so many factors, I think, even it's not even just the technical stuff. It's just your personalities and how you interact with people is completely different how anybody else is going to do it. And it just comes through exactly. in the pictures, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think has helped me as I've gotten older and through this to be like a little more... I guess secure in like, you know, cause photographers, you know, none of us ever talk to each other barely. Like, you know, like, you know, it's like- Start, a, pod, like, start a podcast, man. You can talk to anybody. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> I, I guess what I was gonna say is like, I don't worry about it anymore where I'm like, oh man, I wish I was good as this person or good as that person. You know, you just, you're just yourself and you just do what you can and yeah. it's gonna come out. That way. I think, yeah, I think it's like, all the photographers that I really like, you can tell looking at their work, the stuff they're photographing, they really love it. Like one of yeah. my favorite photographers of all time, maybe you guys know him, he's from Los Angeles. His name's Estefan Oriol. And he shoots like all black and white, like a lot of low rider culture. Um, he's like right. Mexican and just like the stuff he's shooting, you can tell he really loves it. And he's not really, I mean, he's doing commercial work, but he's just, you can tell he's just putting the work out there that he actually cares about. Cause like, I don't know if you ever felt like this early on in your career, like you're trying to make a living. So you got to pay the bills. So it's like easy to be yeah. like, all right, maybe if I shoot this and I can make some money doing this, totally. it's like, and it's like this weird balance of like, whatever they call it, art and commerce. It's like this hard, uh -huh. yes. how, how do you guys kind of navigate that? That's, well, well, the same. We I'm, went through that because like, honestly, we moved from New York where I was starting to shoot a little bit. Um, and then Mark, you were a little bit too, we were both kind of like right in the beginning of our careers, but then we decided to make this move to LA. Um, and um, when we got to LA about, I don't know, eight months in, we got pregnant. Okay. <laughs> and it kind of fast tracked us into like, oh shit, we really need to like, you know, do this and make a living doing photography. And we were both still like kind of half shooting, half assisting, yeah. you know, I was, um, from uh, studio managing, I had um, gotten like people still wanted to use me for, you know, for bookkeeping and stuff like that. So I was doing that on the side and Mark was assisting and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but at that point, we were just like in survival mode of like, we just need to, we need to push through, push through and do and, anything that it takes. Yep. Yeah. And um, we tested a ton when our son Eli was like a, 
little baby. I mean, like shooting tests, like off the side of the road. I had him in like a little baby Bjorn. I put him to bed in the car and like had the baby monitor on my hip, like as we shot, you know, he's crying. I gotta go in, you know, and we, you know, and we basically did that. But like, we started getting a lot of entertainment work just because we were in LA. Um, And I think we could just handle the production of those jobs. Um, Well, we made it, an effort to to learn how to shoot groups early um, because you know having shot like you know a single portrait it's really easy to shoot a single portrait if you have a connection if you don't have a connection with that person then it's like the hardest thing in the world of course but yeah. with the group it's like this ensemble that you have to it takes a certain amount of production takes a lot of planning a certain amount of kit and lighting like you know so we learn how to do that fairly early and it happened and once you got one it led to another and another and another well, and, it and became... honestly like talk about like those meetings that you like you know have and then like you know you don't hear anything from them for a long time like oh we my gosh met with entertainment weekly very early on in our career and i think like three or four years went by before they actually ever gave us a job but when they started to give us a job it was like one after another they, and they really kinda, um, kept us busy we and really yeah. need and during that four years when they weren't really like working with you were you still continually like sending them work promos and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. for sure i yeah. mean our mantra was always like just make it undeniable you know and we just kept um pushing and you know we the whole thing is like the cycle of like you make new work you you know make you promote it you follow up with like, you know, emails and phone calls and yeah. try to get a meeting and then do that whole thing over and over and over again. And yeah, it's not a secret. No. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there isn't really an easy way. Consistency yeah. <laughs> is like, a lot of persistence. But it does also like, and I think that the, our editors at EW were pretty smart and sort of like, you know, kind of maybe hitting the pause button and not just like, you know, I was hoping, I was like, so my gosh, we've, we're going to get in there. You know, it's going to be amazing. And then, you know, we were able to sort of shake all the rust off a little bit before they went and stuck stuck their neck out for yeah. us, like putting us on set, especially, you know, with, with celebrity. Like it's, it's like- a whole other well, animal. Well, do you remember the first shoot you did for them or maybe kind of the early ones that kind of stick out in your mind? Uh, Chelsea Handler was pretty early, but it was the, it was an Asian- um, Yeah, it was- um, Gong Lee. Gong Lee. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, Robin Thicke. Robin. That's right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Disaster. That was a disaster. <laughs> oh, it was a hard lesson. Like so, our, like I think this was probably shoot number two that we yeah, ever let's did. Hear, let's hear the war stories, man. This, yeah, is, no, this is what we're here I mean, for, man. We're not yeah, here for the yeah, glitz and glamour. Listen. We want to hear the war stories. <laughs> <laughs> we were so naive, man. Like, and this is so funny because, like, we got this job. It was like the, one of the first times, like, we got to shoot at a location house, <laughs> and it had a pool, and we were like, oh my god, we're putting the dude in the pool <laughs> in a suit. He's gonna look amazing. Yeah. You know, my parents are in town. We should have them come over. Don't do know. that. Don't do that. <laughs> like, like, all of the things that nowadays I'd look back and be like, what were you thinking? Yeah. Like, you know? So like we hinged the whole shoot on like Robin Thicke going into the water with the suit on. And the second, like the first, the, another big mistake is like the second he gets there, we're like, yeah, we're going to shoot in the pool, you know, with the suit. And he's like, I'm not getting the pool. I'm like, he's, what? Like, but it's going to be a great picture. But that's, so why cool. wouldn't you get yeah. in the pool? Like, you know, and I realized now, like, oh my gosh, like, that's not something that automatically happens. Of course, the pool's cold. Of course, this guy's got like a like a huge tour coming up, and he doesn't want to get sick. Like that's maybe like maybe he has something to do afterwards. Maybe there's yeah, and he doesn't want to be wet. Like you know, like 
It's yeah. like, oh my god! Like, what the hell, man? Like, they do it. No. People do it for Chris Buck. Why won't they do it for me? Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's Chris Buck. That's why. Right? You know. Or you get lucky. Or yeah. you get lucky and like yeah. whatever. Like dudes, like doesn't have anything else going on. I was like, yeah, I'll get the pool. Like you never know. You yeah. know. Yeah. So that, that the big mistake was I think that we were really naive in thinking that everybody loved photography as much as we did, and thought that like this was going to be the thing that would be you know we had a lot writing. Like I need this photograph to work. Yeah. And this is how it's going to work and okay now we need that backup plan you know which teaches you the valuable lesson of always have like your backup plans yeah and like, and like have those conversations beforehand if you can i guess with like well, that's a tricky thing man it's like i don't even know if that works because then it gives them the opportunity to shut it down oh true you get there. don't and like, show them your you know, cards you, you show too many cards you know like and then it's like well why are we at this location house with the pool do we need the pool anymore are we gonna shoot by the pool i mean is there any more is yeah there else true there like so you got there's a gamble and it's, it's a, a it's it's mental comes. it's mental gymnastics man it's, it's, so <laughs> it's, it's a dance when it comes to shooting celebrity because you never know yeah what you're gonna get you know and you always have to have a lot of plan b's and c's because you never know yeah that's what yeah I, I was and interested in that because you guys have shot like a good amount of celebrity stuff and like one i was kind of interested in you guys photographed oprah i believe for variety when you're photographing someone like that who's been photographed a million times, uh, yeah. is do you feel like it's harder to photograph someone like that than this like someone who's like unknown or like how do you approach a shoot like that? Because she's just such like an icon, I guess. Oprah's actually easy to shoot. I thought um, I, she's such a class act and such a force. Um, I think that the hardest thing is kind of isolating the room to a certain degree and like making it sort of like very kind of close and kind of intimate yeah. um, because it's easy for like, there's a lot of banter in the room. There's a lot of people. So you're going to have to shut it down and somehow kind of turn everything off. And like, you know, with Oprah, like she's, you're not going to get a ton of time. I think that on that one, that shoot, the variety shoot was only about 10 minutes. We've actually shot her twice. The second time we shot her, we had her for maybe two hours. That oh, was wow. a lot longer than that. Um, so we were able, I think we got different reactions on both times that we shot her. Um, but I mean, with Oprah, I think we lucked out where she was in a good mood. Uh, she liked the project. Um, she trusted us quickly, but also like, I mean, this is kind of a tough reality of the business is that like to get celebrity work, a lot of times you already have to have celebrity work to get approved by their PR, yep. which means that going into a situation like that, we've already been vetted, which mm -hmm. means that Oprah's gonna then, we're sort of in, in a, inside of a circle of trust to yep. a certain degree. And that sucks because like, there's a lot of talented photographers out there that should get chances to make artwork with these people. I think it would serve everybody. Yep. But yep. in that situation, this is a five minute shoot. You need somebody who's sort of clutch, who can just go in and has done it before, isn't going to be starstruck or whatever, and be able to get something intimate and beautiful in like five minutes, yeah. you know? So that was the chance. And really you only get like one or two sparks, like it just kind of happens. And then you just hoping that like everything's working. <laughs> Squeezing the shutter. And I think you the know? first time we photographed her, it was for um, the variety, um, it was like an actors on actors portfolio um, of where basically it's like a, I think it's a, P, is it a PBS show or whatever, where two actors interview each other. Oh yeah, other. they talk, yeah, it's like a round table thing. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the photo shoot's kind of attached to it. So they have, um, you know, you shoot them in pairs and then singly and whatever, um, but it's about acting, you know? And so, 
I think the way that we approached a lot of the subjects on that one was like, I want to have a connection with you on the camera. I want to feel like, you know, uh, I want you to have like a person, like I want you to speak to the camera, you know, and be kind of, um, and that was like a perfect thing for Oprah really, because she, you know, is somebody who is into <laughs> connecting with people, you know? Cause she interviews people. All the yeah. Time. yeah. And, and she's an actress. Yeah. Know, so, so, cool. so that, that was, I think we won her over that way. And then I think she really liked the photographs too. I hope so. And do you, really do you guys like welcome, like I'm sure you run into this sometimes where who, the subject you're photographing, they might have like an idea of like how something they want to do, how they want to pose. Do you kind of welcome that collaboration? Well, I'd be the first thing I, that I, we do. I think that we yeah. have to, yep. you know, I mean, uh, in, we have to, when, when you're shooting like a celebrity or anybody really, an act, like you have to, understand that it's a collaboration <laughs> mm -hmm. it's not just we're, we're not dictators in that respect you know like I think maybe if we're shooting like a model or somebody who's kind of you know it's a different dynamic but what well I was gonna say there's also like if you over direct off this is just us speaking as yeah, yeah. our experience this doesn't anybody listening to this has to do it their way yeah. but Something that I can say is like sometimes we just don't say anything because I want to see what they're gonna do. Okay. Like that awkwardness, the awkward silence can create tension. It create a bond. It can, we don't know what it's gonna create. Yeah. You know, like, and you know, there's this thing that photographers have enjoyed like throughout since the very beginning, which is the thing called a muse. You know, like and whether it's a model or an actor, like you, it's amazing to watch somebody sort of move through space aware of you or not aware of you however it goes like you know and you just catch it you know and without direction now of course if things stall like well what do we do next you know you guys we have an hour they're like what's what do you want to do and like that's when we break out the binder yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we go to that but to begin with it's really fun to sort of just see what they'll do now yeah. models they kind of take off like a lot of the good ones and they can talk all all day about this but like actors it's like it's different because they never really look at the camera like when they're at work they're playing a role you know like it's not necessarily like oh i'm me here doing an interview they, they, a lot of times they're kind of weird about that because they're used to playing somebody else which is then like an avatar to and the, a lot of times the actors they're playing off someone else so they're like in a scene yeah. with another person or and they're not on the hook for who they are yeah you know because like oh yeah i was like you know i don't know like a scoundrel in that in that film but in real life i'm not you know like but like well what do you like really well i don't want to show you those cards you yeah, know like, yeah. I mean, those are interesting barriers to get through and like it's it's a trick every single time it's different you know well and there are actors who love being photographed yep. who love the whole process and oh my god is that and fun and there are people who really don't you know yeah. and, and oh my god does that suck <laughs> <laughs> that really because, like, you know that's not why they got into acting for right i mean yeah. they, they got into acting to act like not to do like pr you know on their sunday their, on their yeah, one day off yeah, exactly. you know like so, at the wrap of a, of a film you know yeah but, and they're doing, they did four other shoots that week and that you guys are like, yeah, exactly. five. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, and I think understanding that reality, you know, kind of like in the beginning when we were doing these shoots for Entertainment Weekly and stuff, like I didn't quite understand the other side of what they were dealing with, you know, and now that we've been through it quite a few times, like I have more empathy towards, you know, the actors <laughs> themselves of like what they're going through yep. and, um, you know, so, you know, 
it still doesn't change us for wanting to get them in the pool. Yeah, like, yeah you know, always try. Number one thing is serve the picture. <laughs> see, yeah. see the air you made. The air you made is you. You should have gone like we're gonna have you in a pool that's on fire. So then you ne- <laughs> you ne- then you negotiate down. All right, well, no fire. We'll just be in the water, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. What can you do? Yeah, you know. You know yeah. And I was interested in talking to you guys about. Uh, you guys have been lucky enough. You photographed ESPN the body issue, I believe two times i know you've heard of venus williams and then a i believe a nascar driver maybe i'm missing some um, other ones i think we've done like nine we've done nine. okay oh damn all right <laughs> <laughs> we're almost in two we're in two hands okay damn. Uh, what, what yeah um karen frank who is has been like there's a few editors in our career who have been just so good to us and she's just one of those yeah she's the best she is the best yeah wonderful to us yeah uh, they've blessed us with like nine of those shoots what what do you kind of remember about uh, maybe your first one uh, approaching it and like how's is there one that kind of sticks out in your mind that was you're most proud of or how's your kind of approach been to that because it must be kind of an interesting experience uh each time i mean there are always like these big to-dos because it is a big deal you know those athletes have never usually not used to being walking around naked or being photographed at least naked. with the cameras around yeah yeah <laughs> Um, God, every one of them have been pretty special. I mean, well, our first one was Courtney Force, who's a drag car racer. That was our second one. That was our second one. Yeah. Oh, but it was like really, really memorable that one. Yeah, because like we got to go out to the desert and shoot like in like a heavy, heavy windstorm, and it was not supposed to be a cover. And then like we had a really good collaboration with Courtney and. Well, it started out with like um, her father, John Force, who is, you know, a pretty big time racer as well. A very strong personality. He was really like kind of uh, protective over his daughter. Understanding. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, And it's a little bit of a different culture in sports in that like, you know, drag racing is different, you know, than say shooting a basketball player or something where I think that they were concerned with like, she's nude with a, you know, a a race car, you know, like it kind of falls into like some stereotypes and stuff. And I think they were worried about, you know, kind of, uh, the tastefulness of the shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Those type of like shoots. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, I mean, obviously that's not what we wanted to do with her and um, the photographs came out great. And she, I think one of the ones that ESPN really liked was it was so windy um, and we were shooting out in the desert on a a dry lake bed and we had um, those parachutes that slow down the- um, They deploy when the car's slowing down as brakes. Yeah. And like, Um, how do those shoots work? Cause that's one thing I was interested in. Cause like those shoots are really interesting cause sometimes they, some of the photographers on the body shoots, they build sets. Um, mm-hmm. is the creative direction more from the magazine being like, Hey, we want to shoot in the desert or is that your guy's idea or how does the kind of the whole, the creative, uh, approach come together, I guess. It's been pretty open to our ideas. Um, it's kind of been both, right? Well, it's, it's been all over the place, yeah. but most of the time, you know, you've got certain restrictions. Where are they going to be? How far can they travel? Like, you know, what was done last year? Like what's already been shot this way? Oh, we want to do a water set. Oh, sorry. You know, Peggy just did a water set. Like, ah, oh, okay, let's do like, you know, what else can we do? Um, 
So you kind of deal with those limitations first and then we kind of basically like get on a call with everybody mm -hmm. and discuss and send over imagery and discuss like, you know, what the approach is going to be. Um, at least that we'd like to do. And they're either like high fives, let's go. Or it's like, oh, let's like maybe retool it. You yeah. know, I can't think of too many times when it's been, you know. Well, like James Hinchcliffe, the, yeah. um, our last the, one. He's NASCAR, right? Yep. He's IndyCar. IndyCar. Mm -hmm. um, that one was like, well, we have access to this uh, racetrack. And it was like, well, okay, let's definitely shoot there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of more like, that that was set right off the beginning, but like for instance with Courtney Horse, it was like, well, let's shoot it on a dry lake bed because like you know drag racing, like that's you know. Well, awesome. okay, it was either do we want to shoot it at a stadium which has stadium seats, which it also also could be like maybe somebody's working there, maybe it's going to be tough for privacy, or we go out to like where they used to do like speed trials like to a dry lake bed where you can just drive really fast and there's nobody around so it's yeah. like yeah. i want to go to the place that looks beautiful and there's nobody around like yeah, basically but she had to be willing to drive there true, you know, true. super close um so that's so a negotiation that was a negotiation that espn worked out for us um and she was willing so that was yeah it's such an interesting thing i feel like it's almost more pressure because they photograph i think whatever like eight or ten people and it's like the best photographers in the game get it and it's like a prestigious thing like you know joe yeah. pug's gonna be in there marcus smith yeah. is gonna be in there maybe carlos yeah. sorrow is gonna be in there yeah. so it's like you feel like you really got to bring that a game to those that body issue I guess. Well, what's funny is we always tell the athletes like because they're competitive obviously right they're athletes yeah. um and one of the ways we can try to get them pumped is like well this is kind of a bit of a competition you know like oh, yeah. you want to stand out so like let's bring it on you know and, <laughs> yeah that's um, right the same for us powerers you know i mean not that we're like you know but you you're you actually where you're rooting up, you're you know? rooting for everybody who's in that issue to be good because you want the issue to of be course, good. of course of course like it speaks and everybody sees it so yeah. like you know like that's it it's high fives all around no. it's like a critique at rit where like you're putting it up you know putting your work up with like your peers yeah. and like you better be like bring your a game and like make you know because you know who up. else is going to be there yeah, yeah. yeah. it's scary <laughs> no you're right yeah that is a good that is a that is a good comparison yeah it's motivating for sure and like one thing like when you guys look at all your work now or even the shoots you do now um do you guys ever do you walk away from every shoot like completely satisfied or you or sometimes you kind of like second guessing yourself like yeah we should have done that or are you just like hitting out of the park every time like all right high five sarah we killed it again. oh yeah we're hitting out of the park every time <laughs> We just slay. Like, <laughs> there's never a bad shoot or like a bad minute ever. Yep. Now, I mean, I'd say like, I, I mean, in all re like all reality, like most of the time, I feel pretty good about it. Like you know, but there's always like, ah, oh, I wish we would have done this, or if we would have pushed this direction, do you think we could have gotten that? Well, we might have lost them, you know, or yeah, was did we play too safe? That's the other thing. It's so easy to be just be like, oh, I didn't want to ask. You know, so uh, we weren't really set up or yeah, I don't want to do it. But yeah. like, and it's this weird fine line. And so you've got this like post shoot depression sometimes where you just come back. And like one of our first shoots was like a depressing, like, oh my gosh, like this was like a horrifying experience. And we called their subject back and be like, you, can you meet us tomorrow? We want to redo it, you know? And we've done that, you know, yeah. like where we felt like we just didn't, we didn't pull it off, you know? Yeah. 
Um, no, I think so, it's good to hear because I think, you know, obviously you guys have accomplished a lot and like a lot of younger photographers look up to your work. So I think it's just kind of, it's like relatable just to hear that you still have those like same struggles that I think everyone has. It's like, cause like when you look at your work like five years ago now, like, do you, yeah. do you like all of it? Cause even me, cause it's, no. you know, it, yeah, yeah. Because it's constantly changing year after year. I'm like, why the fuck? Why was I using this Photoshop, like, whatever? Like, why was I doing this? You have to try. That's why you have to try and fail and succeed and figure it out. Like, there's no easy, oh, this is the way. Like, no. Like, you know, like, it's half of it's failing. We literally, Sarah and I shoot tests all the time still. Mm -hmm. Like, free shoots that we just do because, like, if you just allow assignment work to carry you down this one road, like, you're going to end up shooting that way and then it can get stale and like you don't you can be afraid to take risks yeah uh, on a job because yeah. the job is on the line and you don't you may not want to like you know try and fail yeah so we do a lot of test shoots to kind of just a you know just shake it out shake it out and like just just shoot something without any constraints yeah. um and and for the love of it. Yeah, that's right. Because it's fun. That's to me. Like, that was yeah. like the hardest thing this last five months. It was like the first, it was like, ah, like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Like, you're supposed to go outside. You're supposed to not do this and not shoot people or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it's just that fuel. And it's like, once you kind of just keep like consistency, it's like you just build and build and build, I think. Yeah. For me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as a photographer, I think you just have to shoot. Yeah. Like, you know, if anybody, like, Anybody starting out, it's like, that's the number one thing is you got to shoot because yeah. you learn things, you know, even if it goes poorly, you learn something from it, you know, be like, it just, I mean, you always need new work to be able to send mm -hmm. to clients. Like you can't keep, you know, bothering people with the same images. Like you need to have new work to show, right? Yeah, and if you, send, if you keep sending the better. same stuff, the editors can be like, this dude's lazy, man. <laughs> he ain't doing yeah. nothing. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, and a couple more questions. I don't take up your whole day. Uh, speaking on the test stuff, you know, I was kind of curious, like, with fashion stuff, you guys have done some cool fashion work. Like, how do you kind of get your foot in the door of those type of, like, that world? Like, is it this kind of, like, like you said, this kind of building test because you want to shoot for fashion, maybe X, Y, and Z brand you like? Like, how do you kind of, for people listening, like, they want to shoot fashion or whatever, like, what advice would you kind of give them to kind of get their foot in the door? That's a great question. Cause like it is this fashion is an industry that I don't think gets a lot of play in like, you don't see a lot of it like in the awards and stuff like that. Well, like in, you like know, certain photo communities like PDNs or communication arts and you know, the, love all those places, but yeah. there's not exactly like they're celebrating a certain faction of photographers. I think a lot. Rest you know? in peace P PDN. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I listen, we, we, you know, we love all those um, places. It's just more like th there's a whole other world of photography that I think really pushes photography, um, yep. you know, that doesn't get talked about in certain photo circles, you know, like there's your, you know, photographers like, you know, Josh Allen's, um, your uh, Dan Martinson's, like, not, uh, not, I mean, you know, all those, you know, like great photographers that are not included in a lot of uh, those things. But um, I think number one is you have to test, you have to shoot and test. And it can be a painful experience because um, with 
fashion, you really rely on your crew of hair, makeup, and stylists. Yep. And in the beginning, it's hard to get access to clothes. Um, and it's hard to, you know, get good people to work with you. And like having a good hairstylist makes a huge difference when, you know, or having a bad hairstylist or it's makeup artist can ruin a shoot, you know? Yeah. Um, so finding those people that are like-minded from you is a number one. Um, and then you just need to do a lot of testing, you know? And we um, shot a lot of lookbooks. Yeah, we know? did do start out shooting a lot of lookbooks um, and that, you know, with emerging designers. Yep. Yeah. Um, we, so we did that, um, and they didn't pay very well, but there were book builders. Um, Great work, though. It was yeah. super fun. It's yeah. a lot of shots. It can be like 22 to 30 looks in a day, yeah. and you're trying to make every one of them good. Sometimes we were doing like, like lighting every single one of them in different places and doing company moves. It was yeah. crazy. Like it, it's like we just pushed those yeah. kind of opportunities beyond like the expectation, just so that we could kind of, you know, make more of a book for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and then even now, like when mm -hmm. we test fashion, sometimes I'll do the pull and, you know, be like, like thanks to like the internet these days, like you can just order clothes and mm -hmm. rack up your credit card yeah. and then return it and like create a book that way. It's definitely like something you can do, you know? Um, so I would say for yeah. some, you know, emerging like fashion photographers, like that's a way that you can go about it if you can't find like a fashion stylist that you agree taste wise with you can just pull your own clothes and like you know um just start simple and like yeah how, how and, and like with the fashion stuff because that's a world i know know nothing about really it, is the fashion thing like are you guys just like super into clothes and it, do you feel like if you're gonna shoot fashion do you really need to like understand that industry of like the new hot designers or just like I don't know the details of the fabrics and stuff like that. Is that like something that's like important to pay attention to? You think if you're going to be a fashion photographer, like how do you? Well, like everything else, everybody comes about it from different roads. And there are some people that break into fashion just by being like fine art photographers who then catch the eye of like, you know, a Vogue or New York Times tea editor or something like that, you know, and then they then take the, how they shoot and then shoot fashion with it, like your Jack Davison's and, you know, people like that, you know, but then I think at, once you're in the fashion world and you're shooting fashion on a regular basis, I think you do need to know a little bit about fashion to like, you know, navigate conversations with, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with clients and also, you know, practically speaking, like I think understanding how clothes look good and like what you can do with those clothes, I think is really helpful. You know, if you, especially if you're going to shoot for like a brand, like they're going to want their clothes to look their best <laughs> yeah. so like you know like I was saying like if you have like some kind of like look that just is better standing like you know understanding those things definitely helps you know but it doesn't mean that if you love photography but you don't know anything about fashion that you can't do that yeah you know like I, I come from my first job was on a farm you know I worked at Pizza Hut you know what I mean so it's not like <laughs> you know I come from this like I don't know this place where I was like flipping through pages of Vogue and like you know googling over like or googling over fashion. You, in my mean, whole you life. mean you don't got like Gucci loafers on right now? Or I, I don't. I have, I have Uniqlo <laughs> slippers on. Um, um, yeah. It's. I think it always comes down to like it. Like, 
in fashion, I think that they're also into the, the history of fashion and the history of photography. Mm -hmm. And it's like a visual place where you can make amazing photographs and then get mused out with a beautiful model or like a beautiful, whether it's a girl or a boy or a group or whatever. I mean, there's just so much to do in it. Like, and it's just such a wide open world. It's freedom, you know, like it's, it's really, really fun. Um, yeah, it seems like they really welcome like creativity, like just uh, when you look at the photography, yeah. whereas like sometimes like when you get into like advertising, like lifestyle world, it can kind of get pretty stale sometimes just because it's just like, let's shoot this product with people standing around a campfire or something like stuff like that, which no, no hate on that. I'll shoot. No. <laughs> but it, when you look at a lot of fashion photography, it's really, you can tell like the people involved, they're very creative and stuff like that. Well, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a modern side of it. Um, you know, there's also a romantic side of it, but the modern side of it does push things. And I think that's what speaking to Sarah, what Sarah was saying about like how a lot of some fashion photographers, you know, are definitely pushing the photographic industry. Like when, I mean, I, I can say a lot of my influences have been fashion photographers just because like it's just amazing to see the whole thing push forward and you know like come up with new ideas and new ideas and shoot things in new ways that like you know surprisingly with less stuff by the way like you know like you don't necessarily need as much gear to shoot fashion like it can like a good looking subject beautiful clothes and the sun like yeah. kind of simple ingredients you know like and then it's like what are you going to do with it so you get to lay it out on the line for yourself like you know and it's selfishly it's like really fun to do you know like weird concepts and odd things and throwing things way out of focus and not caring like it's just it's kind of great also you know? like getting a good model like the first time we shot like oh, a really good model it wow. was like eye-opening like oh my god like this is like a whole nother level it's just, of they like, know they know how to pose and they, they know carry it yeah. they carry it and it makes picture making so easy, so much easier. You're like, this but, is how they do it. This yeah. is crazy. But on the flip <laughs> side, I feel more pressure sometimes when we shoot fashion because you always feel like you need to be pushing it somehow. Like you can't play it safe when you're shooting fashion mm -hmm. because um, it, it's just an industry that I think you, I feel for myself like we want to push it and, you know, have some kind of edge and not be too safe you know so yeah. you know sometimes you can fall flat on your face doing that because you know not every idea <laughs> works. is a certified banger <laughs> uh and i guess like when you're working commercially i know you, you guys work with the rep i think you guys with art department i think mm -hmm. um, yeah when did you guys know you're ready for a rep and like how do you kind of decide uh, who you're going to partner with i guess and do you think it's a necessity if you want to work commercially? No, no, it's not a necessity. It, I mean, I think it does make life easier um, because um, it, you have another, you know, team working to promote you, mm -hmm. and yep. you know that can be a lot of work. Um, and I think it's always helpful to have more people, you know, working for your cause. Um, so we found it to be invaluable to have a rep, but They're I don't think it's, you know, it's but we not a started out without a rep yep. and yeah. like you know it wasn't like we always had one and it wasn't like you know we were born with a silver spoon in our mouth and like you know had the keys to the kingdom like you know we both worked our way up through it and spent a lot of time kind of like shooting a book reshooting another book reshooting another book and just keep it was just like just keep shooting 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 by the time we got like into the meetings for with the reps i feel like and maybe it was a little bit of um uh 
kind of a, a can't this can't this has to work kind of thing because like we had a, a kid on the way yep. 10 years under a belt of like assisting and studio managing like we have to make this work i don't care if you sign me or not i'm just going to keep going yep. like we're just keep shooting you know either sign up or get out of the way that was basically <laughs> how we felt you know like and i know that sounds probably a little egotistical but it was survival yeah and you know mixed with a little bit of confidence that i think you have to have you know like to to, to be in this and to do this um so when the rep thing did happen it was huge. It was felt like, I mean, it was like a, a life changer as far as like just feeling like, okay, um, I, we're here and this is amazing. And I hope this lasts, we better get to work, you know, cause now you got to feed them too, you yeah. know, like, like you got to show up cause like, you know, just because you sign or they say, okay, we'll put you on the roster. That doesn't mean you're going to be there next year. No. You know? and, well, I also think there's a little bit of a misconception of like, you know, once you get a rep, you're going to be rolling in work. No, like, no way. Responsibility <laughs> yeah. to like. You could be you rolling know. in debt real quick because a lot of those agencies, <laughs> you got to pay them like X amount of dollars every year just to be on the roster. And then I, I've heard that story. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's still on you. Yep. You know, yeah. like you still need to have work that, you know, speaks to somebody to like hire you like the rep can't make that happen mm -hmm. um so we had a couple of reps in the beginning where we really didn't get much work with them and then we um once we were kind of going in our careers then you know it and then we got a rep then it helped like them just they just helped us uh facilitate and also then get more work based on the work that we were already doing but yeah. um you know, right in the beginning, it didn't really do anything for us. No, I mean, it's like, as an assistant, I always felt like, man, I can't wait till like someone's carrying my bags. I can't wait for like having a rep. <laughs> After gonna like, oh, I mean, all those dudes are rolling in money and I can't wait for that. It's gonna get so much oh, easier. Oh, it's gonna get so much easier. Nope. <laughs> and then I realized, you know. It's actually it's, gotten harder. It's gotten it's way harder. harder, yeah. It's, it's, There's more pressure yep. and more work to be done. and. It's a lot of responsibility. It is a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And I mean, when you were looking at the rep you wanted to partner with, were were you looking at like the other photographers they rep? Like, is it, do you feel like it's yeah. important that they rep photographers yeah, in a similar style that you work in? Or like, how do you kind of know that they're the right fit for you, I guess? I think, well, number one, like it has, I think they have to rep the kind of photography that you might do. Or like maybe, you know, if they have a range of photographers, then like, you know, it has to, you have to fit in that, that roster somehow. And it doesn't have to be that, you know, it's, you're exactly the same. It actually might, you know, not be great if they had somebody who had, was exactly, you know, like the same kind of work that you do or whatever. Mm -hmm. yep. um, but I think like, like for instance, when we were looking um, at art department, we saw that they repped fashion photographers and portrait photographers and commercial. Yeah. And for us, that was important because there are a lot of reps that just rep like fashion people. And we knew that that wasn't exactly right for us, but then, you know, like a fully commercial agency we knew wasn't yeah. right for us either. Yeah. Um, and uh, art department for us was like, they kind of, you know, they're dealt in both in, worlds. Yeah. Yeah. They're in both worlds and um, did it well. And for us, that was, you know, no, the reason it why sense. it made sense. That's good. And uh, I guess to wrap up, like you guys been at this for a while, kind of accomplished it a lot. Um, what's next for you guys? What's got you excited? Kind of anything in goals moving forward this year? It's a weird year, but I guess like what's next for you guys? It's such a weird year. And honestly, I think that 
like, I think it's just whenever, like, especially this year, I think because it is weird, I want to just kind of pick up new cameras and again, like just be thankful for what we're doing and what we get to do and just get outside and shoot. And I don't know what I do know is I don't want to do what we've always done or like, you know, just approach things the same way. I, I think it's nice to just change it up. Um, not to say that we depart too far, but like, I don't know. I mean, our goal has always been like to be able to do what we love yeah. and then to have the, you know, the jobs that kind of, uh, match that if that makes sense that's As always been of, the goal do you guys are you guys like do you guys write down goals at all or anything like that or like have like like lists like hey i want to work for this person or i want to do this or not so much we should maybe but i don't know that we do that anymore i think it's more of an overall like big picture thing of like you know keep it moving because have shot so many different ways like oh is it like in portraiture or in fashion like what is the ideal like career and we you know we talk about that sometimes yeah and, but i think know. it's an itch that we there's an itch that needs to be scratched somehow and usually that dictates the next couple of weeks of what we're going to go do yeah like you know sarah will be like yeah, i really want to shoot a black and white story with like this girl and like i love these clothes and let's go do it or like you know I mean, you can't do it so easily with music and portraiture being like, I really want to shoot this person. Let me just phone them up and like, let's see, you know, like, unless yeah. it's somebody you know, of course, yep. but. Um, it's go with your gut. You go with your gut. And I think a lot of it comes from, you know, visually, like I just really want to shoot in this style. Yep. I think that's probably where we've been at lately. Yeah. Um, and strangely, I think we've gone from using a lot of gear to like these days we use very little gear. And like, it, that's been an interesting kind of like, progression over the years yeah. like and talking about like the kind of overall picture like I think for us it's been like moving more towards like organic and kind of uh just a feeling yeah. that you know in our photographs more so than like this client or yeah. this you know like, yeah, um, yeah. like this kind of work is like kind of what we've been wanting to push towards so that's been kind of what we're and then we just see kind of like if there's anybody who wants to use us like within that style. Yeah. Um, and that changes. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I like it. Well, uh, uh, Mark and Sarah, man, it was a real pleasure. I'm glad we connected. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And uh, for everyone listening, if they want to check out more of your work, where's the best place for them to go uh, check out your work? Uh williamshirakawa.com or art department yeah all right cool i'll link it and people can go check it out and uh yo thanks so much hey thanks, thanks a for lot for us. uh doing this and love the podcast and like uh just super happy to be a part of it thanks so much no doubt well give a shout if you're ever in boston give me give me a ring oh yeah <laughs> for sure all right later guys have a good weekend all right, cheers. take care so there you have it that was the williams and hirakawa interview uh just want to thank mark and sarah so much for taking the time to come on the podcast uh, like I said, they've accomplished a lot within their photography, so it was a real pleasure talking to them. Uh, definitely go check out their website at williamsandhirakawa.com, as well as their Instagram, at williamsandhirakawa. I'll put all the links in the description, but definitely go give them a follow and check out their work. And also, if you've been enjoying the podcast and would like to support, uh, you can go to our new Patreon page at patreon.com slash thephotobanter, where you'll get access to the podcast two days early each week. Um, so any support is much appreciated. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
as well as the photo banter YouTube page. Um, so thanks so much for listening. Take care.